Hi everybody, a very big and warm welcome to episode 45 of the Photography Explained podcast. In this episode, my step-by-step guide to how I take a photo. I'm your host Rick and each week I'll try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes without the irrelevant details. My aim is to explain things in just enough detail to help you and I with our photography and no more. I'm a professionally qualified photographer based in England with a lifetime of photographic experience which I share with you on my podcast. Episode 45 and I tried then to um, remember the opening. Yeah, it didn't work so (laughs) this is take two again. I'm determined to get this cracked by episode 50 but enough of my waffle. Let's get into this. This is how I take a photo. I follow these steps for every photo. This is the written bit now. We get ad libby afterwards. I follow these steps for every photo that I take, which enables me to produce consistently high quality photos, which all have my look, feel and style. Follow these steps whenever you take photos and you might see an improvement in your photography, just as I did when I started to use a more considered approach to image capture. Now, this episode very much follows on and is hand in hand with the previous episode about setting up my camera. See, I set up my camera in a certain way and I take my photos in a certain way and that's how I get the consistency from shoot to shoot. I've done work for an architect. I did a lot of different shoots, different locations, different times. And because of the way I work and the settings that I use, the photos from one shoot to the next to the next all sort of hung together, which worked really well for their portfolio and has helped me with my portfolio. Anyway, let's get into the steps. Now, these are just bullet points I'm going to talk around. One, think about the composition. This is the first thing that I do. Think about what I'm photographing. Might sound obvious, but what I used to do was get to a location, be it a commercial shoot, a sunrise, what have you, get my camera out, start taking photos, take photos, take photos, take photos, and then get home and find that I had a load of rubbish. On a sunrise shoot, I try to get one photo. On an architectural shoot, I will normally be looking to take, depending on the size of the job, obviously, 20 to 30 images, or looking to issue to the client 20 to 30 images. Now, when I think about the composition, what happens is I take less photos. And if if I issue my client with 30 photos and I've taken 30 photos, you could say I've nailed the job completely. And that's really the, the origins of that success are thinking about the composition. Don't just take photos, have a think. Number two, might sound strange, walk around. Again, don't get your camera out. Well, I have mine in my hand, to be honest, with you, on a wrist strap just in case. But I walk around, just look at things, look at how things react with each other, how they relate to each other. Just walk around, look, and you will get a feel. Now, this takes time. This sounds really vague and woolly, but I genuinely do this all the time now. Number three, study the light. Now, if there's a stunning sunrise, you know where it's coming from. You know what you're going to get. If you're on an architectural shoot, you've got a different thing. You've got a building. You've got light. You've got direction of light, different angles, light, shade, highlights, shadows. For any scene, you've got all these things. And when you move around and, and adjust the way that your camera is viewing them, the scene changes, as does the depth of the variations in light. And this is when you start studying the light and the composition walking around, this is when you'll start to see things appear which are more interesting than just turning up, taking a photo, going, nail that, move on to the next one. I think it's important to say that 
you're not looking to get 50 fantastic photos if you go out to take photos. You're looking to get one or two. If I can get one photo that's worthy of going in a portfolio of mine, that's a massive success. So don't expect hundreds of great photos every time. It's a slow process that takes time and you need to study the light. Photography is drawing with light. So if you don't study the light, you've not studied what you're doing. Then, number four, I put the right lens on my camera. Okay, that's not really true because I only use one lens. But if I wanted to use a different lens, this would be the point at which I would change to it. Now, I tend to use a Canon 17 to 40 millimeter lens, or as I described on the last episode, a 17 to 40 meter lens. Love to see one of them. So I don't change my lens that often, but this would be the point at which I would go to one of my two other lenses. Yes, I only have three lenses and I don't need any more. Number five. This is the time when I put my camera on a tripod. I will only take photos with my camera on a tripod unless there's a very good reason why I can't. That is the committing act that tells me I'm ready to take a photo. This could take some time and then I'm ready to take my photo. And I might just take one photo. So the camera's on the tripod. Number six, get the composition right. Now I'm not repeating myself here. Think about the composition. Walk around, study the light, camera on a tripod. And now we're looking through the viewfinder and the LCD screen because I use both. I think it might just because I'm in my 50s now and my eyesight's a bit dodgy. I need help with that. <laughs> the LCD screen on the Canon 6D is, well, quite frankly, Canon, it's rubbish. But then again, it is quite old. It's not like on my iPhone, but that, that's a newer thing with a bigger screen. So I use the viewfinder and the, and the LCD screen to get the composition right. Again, I'm looking to take one photo of a scene, not three. I used to take a photo here, there, everywhere, left a bit, right a bit, up a bit, down a bit. I want one photo and then move on. Number seven, choose the aperture. Okay, it's going to be f8 or f16. That's all I tend to use. One for another time. Number eight, select the focus point. This is the only other variable, really, is at what point in the scene am I focusing? Quite often, it's a third of the way in, which is a pretty good rule of thumb, if you're looking for one. On a wide-angle lens, on a full-frame camera with 17mm focal length, that is. On f8, you're probably all right 90% of the time. So, number nine, I focus. And then number ten, I take the photos. Photos, I hear you say? Yep, three of them. I bracket my architectural photography, also my travel photography. I do a correct exposure, one two stops overexposed and one two stops underexposed. Can't remember if that's the order in which the Canon 6D takes them. Doesn't really matter though, does it? So that's what I do and I put the photos together later in Lightroom using the wonderful HDR Merge. I'll tell you why I do this in another episode, but that's what I do. And I will expand on this in the next episode, which I think... No, it's not. Next episode is how I get the photos of the camera. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead there. I will expand on this and why I do this bracketing in another episode. So please don't shoot the messenger. This works for me. It works for others. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay, my one-line summary. This is what I do before I take a photo. Do this and you will get technically correct photos. Now that one-line summary is actually rubbish, isn't it? Because it's more about the composition and what you're photographing. This is what I do before I take a photo. Do this and you will get interesting, well-composed and technically correct photos. That was better, wasn't it? Okay, what do I want you to do now? Number one, just let me know your thoughts on Twitter. My name, if that's what it is, is at Rick Photo. When I say if that's what it is, is it a name, handle, label, whatever? As you've gathered, I'm quite old. Number two, subscribe to my podcast if you enjoyed this episode. This helps me and you don't miss an episode. 
Number three, rate and review my podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, please give me a nice rating and a nice review, which will also help me. And number four, tell someone you know about my podcast, someone who might find it interesting, of course. Okay, so next episode, which I stumbled my way through earlier by a complete mistake, seemed to make sense having spoken about how to take a photo to go straight into the next logical thing, which is my step-by-step guide to how I get the photos off my camera. Again, it's how I do it. This is my way. I'm not saying it's the right way. It's my way and it works for me. Okay, thank you very much for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast. Please check out my website, rickmacavoyphotography.com, where you can find out all about me and my architectural and construction photography work, as well as my photography blog, where you can learn lots more about photography. Also, check out the Photography Explained podcast website, and now complete as of this morning, which I'm delighted about, where you can find out how to ask me a question, find a list of episodes, also up to date, and also things that I'm going to explain in future episodes. This episode was brought to you very much by the power of knowing that I don't have to update my website anymore. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to me and for giving me nearly 12 minutes of your valuable time. I will see you on the next episode. Until then, cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, straight talking advice for beginners to get you making money quickly and build a career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.